0: Welcome to The Sound Barrier, Northeast State's official podcast. My name is Tom Wilson. I'm with the Department of Community Relations. And uh, today we're very pleased to welcome our friend, Speech Communications professor, Dr. Rick Merritt, uh, to, join us on the, to join us on The Sound Barrier. Uh, Dr. Merritt is a longtime faculty member, uh, well-respected faculty member here at Northeast State. He's also a faculty advisor to the Toastmasters Club, and as well as the Northeast State Student Debate Team. Dr. Merritt, sir, welcome to, the, welcome to the Sound Barrier. Great to see you.
1: Well, thank you for the uh, the welcome. I don't know if I live up to everything you just said, but I'll try.
0: <laughs> I, I, I know you do. I know you do. Um, well, let's start off just to, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, about your background and how you came to, to be here at Northeast State.
1: Well, it. it kind of the, uh, the, the round route, I grew up in Pennsylvania, I didn't come straight down from Pennsylvania. I took a circular route after I got my degree at Penn State, did the obligatory college, my stepmother says you're going to college, uh, didn't know, I, I did major in communication, but didn't know what I wanted to do, and ended up with a bundle of student loans, and no way to pay them off, so joined the Air Force, and in the Air Force, I was a broadcaster, which is a skill I learned in, uh, actually in high school. And was able to put that into about nine years and then when i was at the air force academy i said i'm going to get out and try to see if try my hand at teaching i'd got my master's degree had you know taught at various uh, uh schools so um i said let me let me give it a shot and was working at colorado christian pikes peak community college uh and then my wife said why don't you work on your doctorate did that and after that she said get a job so she she worked in the financial industry and i worked there for about three three years in New Jersey uh, and that was over the right across from New York. And the time 2001 happened while we were there and we kind of got a firsthand view of that. And we said, let's, let's consider moving. And I, and I looked up for schools and found Northeast state was hiring. So I applied and uh, by good graces, I was able to uh, do the interview and get hired. And I've been here since 2004 and love it.
0: Wow. Sandy, interesting. And certainly a certainly an indirect path to get here, but we're glad you're here. Um, now, obviously, we're here in uh, a very trying year, 2020, for for everyone in America, all across the world. What was your What was your first thought as a professor and in class when word came down back in March that we were we were switching out, we were stopping everything and going online?
1: Well, I, I was. First thought was, man, I can do this, because I had uh, taught online, fully online for the University of Incarnate Word for 10 years and and that was worldwide. So, so, so I've got this and I got a lot of stuff on D2L and it was just a matter of changing some things around to to really try to get students engaged online in that online environment. And that's that's the difficulty. So. Tried to come up with some weekly announcements that I put together, asked little trivia questions about those announcements just to make sure they're watching them, just to try to engage them. Had a group project where they got engaged with each other online. So I, I felt pretty confident about being set for that. My, my one uh, concern was, were the students ready? And of all of the, the courses that I was teaching, seven courses, I only had one person drop due to the fact we went all
0: online. Wow, wow. that's that's a very impressive ratio. So did, did the kids just kind of cotton to going online or, or did they seem to make the adjustment fairly easily?
1: I think so. And I think again, in my classes, I, I had discussions online. I had some things already online that got them there. Um, my All my assignments are online and, and I, because I tell them I don't want paper because paper goes to my office to die so please don't give it to me because it will be buried somewhere and I'll find it you know three semesters later and go oh that's where that went so don't don't do that and and they caught on pretty quickly and said okay yeah we'll not do that so I think they had that routine down it was just not being able to see each other and to see me and on a consistent basis that threw them for a little bit of a loop in one of my classes i changed my banner on d2l because they were tend to to hyperventilate a little bit so i I changed it to uh, don't panic in the in the banner so i don't know if it helped or not but you know i had fun doing it
0: excellent don't don't panic good (laughs) good advice for us all i think right now Um, now, in in going online, and I know online class and online teaching has, has been a method of teaching for a while, of course. But did it did it affect how you taught at all? Going online, even open in, in spring, and even over the summer, did it affect how you approached teaching at all?
1: Um, not not really. It made me think about how can I even better engage students online, and I had the uh, opportunity to go to a a Zoom conference that Pellissippi State hosted about online teaching, and I got some intriguing ideas about how I can actually get more engagement and looking ahead, thinking about doing that in the the fall. My my Zoom office hours will also be, you know, what I'm calling kind of a, a room where they'll they'll come in and we'll just I'll ask them questions and try to get some interactivity. It's going to be voluntary at this point, just because I want to try it out, see how that works and to, to get that together and, and, uh, and, and see how people respond. And we'll go from there.
0: What, um, let me, let me ask you this first. Uh, being in speech communication, and, and as you said, being a broadcaster, how is Zoom? And I well, let's start with Zoom. How has Zoom and teleconferencing and web communication? How has it changed, uh, if at all, speech communication? Do we do we talk to each other differently through video than person to person?
1: We we definitely do, and and I've, and as I mentioned at the, the conference I went to, and. Toastmasters, our Toastmasters clubs, they're all on, on, on uh, Zoom now. And so that, that is one advantage. And that's what I'm planning on doing with our Toast Education. I'm putting in a plug, Toast Education Club, that will be we're going to have our meetings on Tuesdays at 3 o'clock, but we're going to do it by Zoom. So I'm going to have, have that available for them. And, and I've been on several Zoom meetings, and they work really very well. So it's different. Obviously, it's it's not like being there, but we still have a have a good time and and get an opportunity to get up and speak. And for some, that may be a little, you know, less, you know, of a of an obstacle. Instead of sitting and standing in front of a group of people, you know, you see some faces on a screen. It may make it easier. I don't know.
0: Yeah, is is public speaking still one of the biggest fears of? of- people. I've heard that, but I don't
1: know. Yeah, that's, it's still up in w- one or two. Uh, Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld did a great thing, a, a great bit about, uh, the, uh, public speaking being a, a fear that is higher than death. And that, and there have been some studies that showed that he said, said, I really think it's ironic that people would rather be in the box than the one talking about them.
0: So. <laughs> Jerry, great committee a great line. Yeah. Um, now what, uh, from the mask perspective, and I don't I don't get too academic about this, but, but people wearing masks, how does that affect speech? And do you notice that affecting speech communication just even out, even in social distancing? Is, is that?
1: Yes, and, and I think it does. And I think that's, again, a nice thing about Zoom. And one of the reasons that I decided to, to actually do all of my classes online was because of that. One, that's one of the factors, because when you are looking at someone and you're, you're watching them speak, you're looking for that facial expressions. And a lot of that happens. Some happens with the eyes. You know, you can do it with the eyes, but a lot happens below with the entire face. And with masks, that's going to be very difficult to, uh, to, to ascertain and you're going to miss a lot. Plus, you know, if students are tend to be soft spoken that mask could be also an impediment to being able to effectively communicate so I, I put some thought into that and, and said yeah I think that I would rather have students record their videos put them on Uja uh, with a place that they're comfortable and I'll be able to evaluate the entire presentation
0: uh, let's talk a little bit about um, the toast to education I, I think you you started that when you got here if I'm if I'm correct and let's just talk about a little bit about what toast to ed- education does and what it hopes to do for students.
1: Well, I'm going to give a shout out to Dr. Ruth Livingston. She was a former Toastmaster and and uh, kind of said, hey, we're going to be doing this. So she was probably the impetus for getting it started. But yes, I was one of the first ones uh, on board with that. But she deserves the credit for, for bringing it up and getting it going. And and I think for students that you know, most of the students that I see that have been in uh, a Toast education or debate, uh, I see them of course, you know, get to know them a bit better and following their their careers or where they're going on Facebook. They're all doing very well and they and they have that skill of being able to get up in front of people and confidently present themselves. So I do think it is definitely an advantage. Employers are looking for that. If you're going to be able to effectively communicate, you've got to do that to get a job and an interview. So all of those things really Fit together and, and get a little bit uh, disheartened when passing, you see someone that says, yeah, well, You anyone, know, anyone can teach communication, or I don't know why I need to take this class, I'll never use it again. Well, no, except for every day, yeah, you won't use it. Uh,
0: true, very true. Um, now, uh, is the Northeast, I know we've had the uh, the Northeast State debate team, they've participated for, for many years in several competitions. Um, locally and regionally. Are, uh, are debate competitions moving on to Zoom also? Is, is there a d- debate competition happening virtually now?
1: Uh, I actually reached out to my uh, colleagues at uh, at Pelissippi and Walter State. And I know Walter State's tournaments in the beginning of October, and they've already canceled that. And, and I asked them, are, are you considering Zoom? And, and they're not at this point. Uh, there are, and that's kind of one of the things I want to experiment with in Zoom with some of my classes to see is it feasible? And I think it is, but it's going to take a little bit of a, a challenge and a, and a change. I think if if you can host a conference online, you probably can effectively host a debate tournament online. Uh, it's going to be a lot of shuffling and things like that. But at this point, um, none of the the Places that that we have gone, uh, like Walter State and uh, Pellissippi State. Pellissippi was canceled last year. Of course, our own tournament we have, ETSU, and they had to cancel theirs. So we'll just have to wait and see where we are. And I know that most of those schools have, uh, and including ours, have no travel policies. So uh, that that puts a little bit of a a hitch in it. But no Zoom debates uh, as of yet. Uh, Depends on how long everything goes on, whether we will make that switch.
0: Do you remember your first speech class in college and and how, how did you, how did you kind of uh, react to that?
1: Uh, when I came into college, I kind of was uh, one of the weird ones. I kind of was into communication because of my high school experience and my first speech class, Mr. James elder was the teacher and, and it was great fun. I enjoyed it uh, a lot. We did an activity that I still use in class today, not today because, We're not in class today, but I still use in class. And it is called a game called win as much as you can. And I've played it in college in that, in that classroom. And also I think we had it in one of my graduate programs and I played it with, uh, when I was in the financial world, they did it in the financial world. And that one was really interesting uh, because it's based on two, two things, X and Y, you have a card X and Y you hold up an X and everybody else holds up an X. Everybody loses a point. Everybody holds up Ys. Everybody wins a point. Any combination, then it switches. The Y's lose points and the X gain points. So when you got that idea, win as much as you can, you know, you're looking at oh, how can we make it work? And every third round or so, you have people, you send people out into the hallway so they can negotiate. And they'll negotiate and then they'll come back. And pretty much about 90% of the time or more, somebody's going to violate what they agreed on to gain more points
0: interesting
1: and so in the next three hmm. after the next three rounds you go out again and i remember and this was probably just shortly after i got here uh was teaching a class and there were there were uh, you know a couple that was engaged and they were both the representatives for their respective teams and i went out to the to the hall to see how things were going and, and they said Dr. Merritt, are you trying to break us up? Oh, no, 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 no. Don't take it so seriously, please. That's not what this is intended, but it, it did show that, and then that, that you really can get into it because I you know, attach a few point, bonus points to it. It's nothing that's going to make that much of a difference, but they really, really get that competitive mode. And then when I say, well, if everybody had picked Y all the way through, your groups altogether together would have had 100 points. And that's really the goal, and it's not working separately; it's working together. How much win as much as you can, and tell us as a team, as a group, the four teams together rather than individually.
0: Wow! Oh, yeah, I bet that generated a lot of discussion in class. What are what are some resources that are being made? Um, I guess if there if there's a silver lining in, in these clouds we find ourselves uh, over us right now. What are, the, what are some resources that have come out of um, being online that you, you foresee helping students down the road uh, as far as just communicating with each other generally, be it, be it in person or online? Uh, are are some, some resources, some inventive ideas coming out of uh, all this mess that you think can be very beneficial down the road?
1: I think that there, there are obviously... Now, even something that we didn't necessarily think about, just within our own families, uh, families nowadays get tend to get dispersed, and staying in touch with one another seemed to have been difficult. And I think that's one advantage that we have from a family aspect is we can, you know, set up a Zoom meeting with our families and and talk. And we've been doing that with my uh, my wife's family, my in-laws, and and. Uh, you know, able to see our our in-laws in Tucson. They just got a new puppy. To, my sister-in-law drove from Tucson to somewhere in New Mexico to pick up this this puppy, and her husband was a little bit chagrined about it. They just retired, and but uh, last I saw, the dog was sitting on his lap. So I think uh, I think he's made friends, and he's all right with that. But you know, those those types of things we wouldn't see them uh, before this. We wouldn't think about that. Because you know it would be a phone call, yeah, I'll see you in you know see you in december and and uh, and so I think that's an advantage uh interviews think one thing when you're interviewing people you we now have opened up we've opened up the, the 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 reach for for individuals, so we can end we can really interview that person that's in New Mexico for a position because it's a zoom call, it's not going to, they have to get, get here. And, you know, like when I interviewed here, I drove down from New Jersey and got a place to stay. And, 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 and that was all very, very worth it. But, you know, I would have done probably a zoom call now. So I think that that actually opens up opportunities for people to uh, get employment where perhaps before it would have been just, well, I really can't afford to go there. So I, am not going to apply for that particular position. So I really think that's a huge, huge advantage for, both companies and prospective employees uh, to have that that uh, ability to communicate uh, in person and then of course you do all of your interviews that way and then everybody's on an equal playing field uh, with that so so that's that's a positive that's something that I'd really see continuing to, to happen even after the pandemic is over because that will give give us a lot more you know here at Northeast State along with of course every everyone else opportunities to to find talent that it didn't really uh, may not have had an opportunity to do that before
0: right absolutely absolutely uh, have, have kind of the faculty banded together I know they just did a yeoman's job finishing out spring everybody and in, in, All our faculty did did incredible work in making it happen. Is there kind of a a stronger sense of unity among um, I guess your department and, and that division just based on
1: what we've gone through yeah. in behavioral and social sciences. We're all very close and we're, we've all really have a great deal of respect for each other, get along extremely well. And I think that we, we did reached out to one another, Hey, I've, I've got a question about this. Can you help me? And, and doing that online. And, and, uh, and I would be remiss if I didn't give a big shout out to Mike Collins to help us keep that all together because he really, uh, did an excellent job for all of the, all of the college to, to keep us online. And, and I know for a fact, he went out and worked with students individually and, and just went out of his way to make it, make it successful. So we wouldn't have been as successful, uh, as we could have been without him. But as far as the division, uh, we all really pulled together and said, okay, what, what can you do? I, I talked to adjunct faculty on on the phone and, and worked through some issues that they may have had. So it, it's it's all we all are one one big team. So I, I think that uh, if anything, it made us even though we're at a distance, it made us closer.
0: Oh, nice sentiment. Yeah, absolutely. We feel. Thought that might might be the way it went for everybody. Um, now, just away from just the classroom, what what. What are some of your hobbies and interests? What are things you you'd like to do uh, when not teaching?
1: Uh, if I have the opportunity, I like to get out and hike. I Haven't had a lot of opportunity to do that lately, but uh, definitely like to go out and visit some of uh, Tennessee, Northern North Carolina, and and some of the hot spots to hike in in the area, and just get out and you know without technology, and enjoy you know the the creation that God's given us, and and that's. I think it's important to do that. And I'm an avid reader. I love, uh, usually engaged with a couple of books and, and also while I'm working out in the morning, I've got a a audible book going. So just trying to, uh, you know, do those kinds of things and just, uh, you know, pretty much, you know, getting outdoors whenever I can. And, and uh, when I can't,
0: I'm content with a nice, good book. What what book are you reading right now? Or what two books are you reading right now?
1: Well, I I just finished a book called Warriors of the Storm. It's ninth in the series, the the Last Kingdom series by Bernard Cornwell. And uh, my friends got me the first book for my birthday a few years ago. And I'm kind of saying, well, yeah, you you cost me a lot of money with that gift, but that's okay. Uh, (laughs) Enjoying the books and reading that. And I I just finished that. And uh, on the picked up uh, a book called 1984 and may have heard of it and have read it before but I'm uh, rereading it and uh, as I'm looking through that I'm going there are some things that are startlingly familiar in a way but uh, it's a good book I think it's a book that folks should all pick up and, and read that uh, and I'm listening to uh, Arthur Conan Doyle's uh, stories just finished with, uh, a um, letter in scarlet
0: and uh, oh yes yes and, and,
1: so work. that's that's kind of
0: you
1: know what I what I enjoy reading and you know' so I don't have to get away from it all
0: definitely, definitely. Uh, why, do you, why do you think what do you think students what do you think any st- student should not be afraid we're circling back a little bit but what do you think a student should not be afraid of public speaking and like you said like you said earlier speaking is you we do then use this every single day so even if you're Maybe you're a pre-engineering major. Maybe you're in pre-health professions. You're still going to have to speak and communicate. Why should people not be afraid of speaking, and why do they need good speech communication?
1: Well, and and I would I wouldn't take it all off the table. Not be afraid because once you get too comfortable, then you get a little lazy. But there should be some um, level of anxiety, but it should be low. And one of the things I have my students do. Uh, first week of class is I give them note cards or if online, I ask them to do it online and send me uh, pictures of them. So I'll give them a few bonus points for doing that. I have them write out the words, I am a well-prepared and confident public speaker and put those somewhere where you will see them and repeat them to yourself. Now, as you write them, you're thinking that is not true. But the more you read it, the more you tell yourself that, the more you get rid of the negative self-talk and I have them fill out a form it says you know give me a paragraph of how you feel about public speaking and i'll have it's horrible i hate it i you know all of these things and when i respond back to them i say okay you're going to eliminate the words hate you're definitely going to eliminate the word you're going to die because that's not going to happen i'll throw up and so far knock wood there uh no student in the all the years i've been teaching public speaking no student has thrown up had one that was was Relatively close, but he made it to the uh, laboratory on time, so that was that was a, a good thing. But the idea is, we really talk ourselves out of not only the, not only public speaking, but we take that same attitude toward math. We take that science, whatever it is that we really don't believe we can do. We tell ourselves we can't do it, and then when we don't do it, we say, "Yep, I knew it." But we've really talked ourselves into it instead of uh, into being. Positive about it, so I I put that in many many years ago, and and it has worked. And I've had students on discussion boards or in class say, "Thank you for doing that," because that really helped me to say, "Okay, this is what's causing me. I'm causing the block. It's not the fact that you know, it's not the people that are sitting in the seats there."
0: Got it. Got it. Excellent. We have come to the part of the show we to like to call the three question challenge. It's three either or questions, rapid fire. Uh, Nothing, nothing too uh, nothing too crazy, but are you ready to take the three-question challenge? I here? am ready. All right. Question number one, baseball or basketball? Baseball. On baseball. Yeah, baseball. Yep. Uh,
1: grew up with it. Love it. Uh, been to a World Series game, been to an All-Star game. I love
0: baseball. Awesome. All right. Uh, question number two, chocolate or caramel? Uh, chocolate. Dark chocolate, preferably. But uh,
1: enjoy having that. So,
0: okay. Yeah, char- chocolate seems to be the, the majority on that one from what I've heard so far. Question number three Falcon 9 or Mars Rover?
1: Um, Mars Rover. I think I would go with that. I, I, I just think it's really cool. We have a. a a device up on Mars that we can check in on and see what's happening, and that, that the search for life on Mars—we're not going to find little green people, but we're going to find maybe little green molecules that say, "Yes, there was there was water, there was life here at one one point in time." Which I think that kind of investigation is pretty cool.
0: Sweet, sweet, yeah, I agree. We had, we had someone—I uh, cannot for the life of me remember her name. Who was from Kingsport? Who gave a talk here about five or six years ago? Who works for NASA on the Mars Rover project, and she she is actually responsible for um, uh, directing the camera and and taking the data that the uh, that the Mars Rover sent back and translated it into photos. So she was one of the first one of the first people who ever lived on Earth to see these views, which is wow. was pretty amazing. I thought that is yeah, that would kind of make an extraordinary thing. Anyway, well, we have come to the end of our time, and Dr. Merritt, we thank you very, very much for joining us today on here on the sound barrier. It was great to talk to you and learn a little bit about uh, about you and about about speech communication and what we can expect here, uh, I guess, coming up in in uh, in the fall. But thank you for joining us today, very much. Great to see you, and we wish you all the best of luck for the fall.
1: Okay. Well, thanks for having me. I do do, do appreciate it.
0: And uh, we also, of course, want to thank the the fine folks at our Entertainment Technology Department here at Northeast State for for making this happen, for their sound engineering work. Of course, thank uh, our Department of Community Relations and Marketing for all their work they do here on the Sound Barrier. Please visit our website, northeaststate.edu, northeaststate.edu, northeaststate.edu. Learn more about Northeast State. We just might have something out here for you. We might be just what you're looking for. So until next time, we're signing off from the Sound Barrier. Go Bears and stay safe out there.